2: Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms, and restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test, intelligence data, fixed median download speeds, US Q3 2023.
0: Keith, in the entire break, Keith, what is the latest total just because you continue to throw this at
3: me? I mean, as the votes go up, the percentage goes up. I mean, it's like at 80, it's still at 87 percent Uh Over 200 votes right now.
0: For the poll that was. For the
3: poll that was, is it time to do away with Daylight Savings
0: Time? Okay, now I uh, threw something out there because I think I have the heart of the issue about Daylight Savings Time, which is I feel like I'm in the majority of people who just are not that invested in it. I get a little irritated going into this weekend. I get a lot happy going into that weekend in November, but in between the 40... Uh, the 50 weeks that I don't really have to actively think about Daylight Savings Time, my life is not impacted either way. And I think, Keith, you guys should have seen. You want to talk about uh Canon Anthony's bit coming in hot? This man was on fire today wanting to talk about Daylight Savings Time. And I, I couldn't – like, I think he thinks I'm in opposition of him. I don't really care. I will care Sunday when I'm in Chicago waking up just a little hungover and and having to come back from Chicago on an on an hour less of sleep.
3: We're the show of polls today. Also, I put a poll out from the show account. You have to do a poll now. Daryl, as you're yes. talking, puts out a different poll. Yes. Like, how many polls do we need on daylight Savings well, time?
0: Here's why: well, because there's four sin, of us. Since so since one,
4: two, three. All right, you're up, Mac. Since you had a a failure to understand what I was trying to get at, my poll is very simple. And that I, is- I want to spring ahead, Daryl. If daylight savings time is eliminated, which winter daylight schedule would you prefer to stick with going forward? Spring ahead, which gives you 9 a.m. sunrise, 6 p.m. sunset. Do we have to bring or back the careless The whisper? fallback: 8 a.m. sunrise to 5 p.m. sunset. So, which pick one? And oh, by the way, I'm picking
3: spring ahead. That's I- my final answer.
4: Okay. Well, 70 percent of the vote right now that is in, and the early uh, returns uh, say spring ahead. They would like the 9 a.m sunrise to 6 p.m. sunset in the winter
0: okay but what is my sunset because you also have to then do the winter sunset no you mean the summer right, sunset. The summer sunset yes so good the God.
4: so the uh summer sunset would stay the same it would it would be okay 6 a.m to that's what we're about to do
3: in uh, about a week and a half
4: yeah
0: okay I like that I, whatever doesn't mess with my summer thing okay because so you want to
4: spring ahead and we don't change it going yes, forward? Yes, because
0: okay. I don't want. I love when the when it's still light outside when I get home. So do and I. We shoot hoops until like nine o'clock at night, and then Vanessa makes me and my three daughters come inside because we're toddlers who cannot control them. We would we would shoot hoops till ten o'clock at night if we could. So that's what I like. I'll take what is it nine a.m. Oh man, nine a.m. to six p.m. Your daylight hours so, in the winter time. So my kids are getting on the bus. It's going to be pitch black. Pitch black. Ooh, that is a tough one in November. That is a tough sell in Forget- December. <laughs> I'm still going to take. The, I'm going to take the summer gains. Okay, but
4: but ooh, I've, that I'm, is this. This is now you're starting to understand why we change the clocks twice a year.
0: I mean, again, I'm not that invested. I'm only I'm invested either. in what I would choose if I had to. I think people complaining about daylight savings time when there are still kids eating are still kids that can't eat. Three square a day, little silly. I think. Well, we have, I mean,
3: somebody went on a rant about the solar eclipse a we couple have, weeks ago, too. So I don't know.
0: Yes, because you need to put all your emphasis on the hungry children. By,
4: by the way, get your uh, eclipse glasses now before they uh, run out.
0: Not gonna do that. No, I'm not gonna buy that. You're just gonna go, stare into the sun and damn, watch it. That damn book about the eclipse. Want to talk about stealing money from people? I walk into the bookstore with my kids, and you didn't and get it, it for me. No, I didn't. You know why? Google it everything you can find in that book you can find in a 5 second google search all right kudos to the authors you're stealing money from people but no no my point was we're trying out we've got we've got congressional hearings over daylight savings time and it's like you have people actively fighting each other at walmart all right, we've got there's gun violence, there's childhood hunger, there's mental health crisis. We've got apparently the North Atlantic currents are about to switch poles or something like that, like just like in the day after tomorrow. And guys, there was a mesocyclone that really screwed things up in that movie, and I got to worry about what time the sun's going to come out as the world freezes around me. These are real world problems. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No. Um, how much do you care about Daylight Savings Time? My poll at Nick Wilson says, the only true poll on this show. Excuse you? A lot. 31% with Keith. They care a lot about it. 16% some. 17% a little. 35% not at all. How many votes? 69. I have 100. 100- I did not plan that. I'm not, I'm not. That's not a bit.
4: I swear to you. <laughs> I have 103 votes on my poll, and 71% say they want to stay with the spring ahead and the 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. winter
0: daylight. All right. Now, does that mean Keith? Okay. How many many, many have responded to Keith's poll now? Real quick,
3: real quick. 250, and it's uh, 84% say do away with it.
0: I think I'm winning my poll. I think Keith is winning his poll. I'm winning my poll. And you're winning your poll. We're all winners. Which means even though we're losing other people's polls, we're winning in our polls, which means... We're basically politicians in America in 2024. Um, 216-474-0092. You want to do away with daylight savings time? Also, what do you think about those starving children? I'm just going to high-road the hell out of Keith on this one. Mostly because, again, I cannot express how much I don't care about daylight savings time. I just
4: love the fact that Keith struggled with
0: my explanation of the concept of what's going to happen. No, I mean, I heard
3: it, but the music really got me.
0: I wow. he he, fought, he locked in with the music. I think he just wasn't going to listen to your your take. I think that's all it was. I think he's so pissed about daylight savings time that he's just I'm not going to just
4: tuned me out. Yeah.
0: All right, now explain it again but
4: slower to Keith. Okay. So, if you were to eliminate daylight savings time, you have to pick which trajectory of time you stick with. You either spring ahead and stay there, which by the way, we'll be doing next weekend, which means in the winter time Your daylight hours, sunrise, 9 a.m., sunset, 6 p.m. Mansplaining just got
3: real sexy up in here. But let's go with that option.
4: If you fall back, so we wait till the fall, and then we fall back, and then we stick with that going forward for eternity, your winter sunrise would be 8 a.m. and sunset at 5 p.m. So
0: I think the only one of our polls that would change uh, in November is his. Yes. 100%. And I think that's the thing. I think you say you hate daylight savings time when it's spring and we got to spring forward. I don't hear a damn person talking about falling back as a bad thing. And by the I've way. I've never heard one person complain about the
4: extra hour you pick up. And and that will be something you'll lose. You're going to lose that extra
0: hour you get in the fall. You're just such, you're such a stickler on the details. that, And you just. <laughs> you're trying to bring reason to an argument that I don't find reasonable. It's been this way for a long time. There's By, no real reason to change it. By the way, uh,
4: 165 votes in, we're up to 72.7% that say spring ahead and state.
0: Nelson, daylight savings time has played out. Nick, Not even farmers. Uh, had a
3: caller want to correct you. Get the S out. It's saving time. Daylight saving time.
0: How many people say that, daylight saving time? That's why I did time. actually
3: phrase it that way on the poll. Uh, how, how
0: many people actually say know, daylight saving time?
3: But I just had a guy call up, and he wants you to say it right. You know, so.
0: Keith's a stickler for the details. Is, I don't want to be in this Mexican standoff. I've never wanted a part of your fights. You guys fight on this. I'm so nonplussed about the whole thing. I'm so confused. I'm so I'm like, well, that's not hard. Well, no, because in the break, in the break, Keith was like arguing. like, ah, my poll keeps going up, and I'm like, I'm I'm not against you. I'm not against He's you. He's
4: got 35 people voting on his poll, but it keeps going up. 216-474-0092. Four,
0: four, <laughs> if there was a camera in Keith's room right now. Should we abolish <laughs> daylight savings time? His face looks
4: like a sunset right now.
0: <laughs> at 6 a.m. Day- daylight saving. No, no,
4: no. The sun rises at 6 a.m. It sets at 6
0: p.m. Can I go to another show right now? Can I is there an opening on Baskin and Phelps? Can I fall asleep? They'll with gladly them? have
3: you in for a segment, Nick. You want to host one?
0: I, I, I'd get a whole hour. Um <laughs> whole hour. They might ask you to do this. All four. Have Ken and uh, Anthony forced Mitch off their show yet? Can I is that gonna be an opening I can go after? <laughs> Jonathan's been on mornings forever. Do they need somebody to fill in at nights?
3: Well, you'll have darkness till 9 a.m. I don't
0: want this. I want off this ride. I want back. You know what? Are you fast?
4: Nope. You got more than 69 voters on your poll yet?
0: For the first time in my natural born adult life, talk sports. All right. We've officially, we've found, we've found, found the line of the sand. I'm ready to talk sports now. You know what? How will, how will the elimination
4: of daylight savings time affect baseball season?
0: Matt Howard saying, I care a lot that we have to change our time. It's asinine. So, Matt should be voting on Keith's poll, afternoon 923 fan. Here's another element
4: the Guardians are playing more 610 first pitch games this year. So, would that now be 510? Well, no, hang on. Or 810. Or Here's the issue now with the pitch clocks being instituted. We have to in, set them back. Well, in the summertime, sun might not be down in time for them to shoot off the fireworks. It's mm. another consideration.
0: Yeah, have you thought about that?
3: That's makes that's tough. Yeah. What are we going to We'll think about that in the break.
0: <laughs> I think this is just the I think we just go to that if we're if we really just don't have anything. Okay. 216-474-0092. Take any one of the three of our poles. At Nick Wilson says at right or wrong fan at afternoon nine two three fan thoughts <laughs> football I guess we'll spring no, ahead I'm going so to break. the next I'm going segment. To break. This we need a palate cleanser. Let's just go to break. This morning Anthony Lima was back, and I'm actually I I directly answered this at two o'clock, and realizing now I probably went pretty hard at Lima at 2 o'clock, about uh, his shot that he took at me today. Don't back down. I won't. But I, I was, it's his first day back, and I went heavy gloves earlier. So I want to play it again because I do think there's a conversation nestled in here about how we feel about the Browns and about how we feel about the Steelers. When did we become
2: a Pittsburgh Steelers station? Because it had never been what I had heard over the last three weeks. It had never been that in the history of our station that we had just focused on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Every day, every show, call in, making fun of the Steelers, and I'm like, why is it the Steelers? If anything... I'm not making fun of the Steelers. That's not me. So if you want to go after one of the other ones, fine. I didn't make fun of the Steelers. Oh, it was a lot of Nick. I, I'll I'll right, Who's Nick? I'm not I am not no here. am telling them. This is what I've seen, and I've seen our Facebook posts. I've seen our videos. I've seen, you know, Nick even, I had just seen, screenshotted his topics for CBS Sports Radio, and it was, you know, going deep in on the Steelers. And I'm like, this is the low point of the In the last 20 years, this is the low point. This is our high point. They're kind of the same place. They're kind of the same spot. Which they both made the playoffs. Which is like, does that put it in perspective? Like their lowest equals our highest over the last 20 years. Well, it depends on what you think So should we be making fun of them if that's the case? I'm not. And why are we not focused on the Ravens, the team that won the division, or the Bengals that when they have a healthy Joe Burrow, they're competing for Super Bowls? That's
0: different. Well, when it comes to the Bengals or Ravens, that's a year-by-year thing. And coming into this year, we did make fun of the Bengals quite a bit. But getting back to what Lima said, I did want to make sure I said this on air. He is right. We have talked, and I'm not we, but the Royal we have talked a lot about the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I think the reason being is if you look at all the teams in the AFC North, they're the team that I think has the best chance to take a step back because they're not seriously addressing their quarterback situation and haven't since the moment they took Kenny Pickett. And a lot of the reports out of Pittsburgh are laughable. You know, some of the suggestions at how to fix the situation in Pittsburgh. But one thing we didn't clip in there that I thought was an interesting point that Lima made. Lima said one of his working theories on why we're talking about the Steelers more is secretly we're we're insecure or questioning whether the Browns are pointed in the right direction. And honestly, that's it's actually the opposite for me. I'm I'm I am a little bit in between whether the Browns are going to take a step forward, take a step back, or sidestep next year, whether they'll just, you know, win eleven games and go to the playoffs and, and lose again next year. Because I don't there's a fair part of me that doesn't know. But like for me, it's more that I think what Pittsburgh's doing is comical. And so it's funny, like, I I don't know that I speak for everybody in that regard. Like, when I make fun of Pittsburgh, it's because I think their arrow is trending down. I am somewhat confident the Browns are—that are, are that their arrow is pointing up. And that's not just about wins and losses next year. I think they're going to be able to to compete again. So, some of it is I'm somewhat confident in the Browns, but mostly I just think the Browns—I I think the Steelers are finally acting like the dumbest team in the division with some of the reports we've had— whether it's chasing any of these quarterbacks who are either going to be short-term band-aids at best if they work out, and if not, you're going to be in an even worse situation next year. So like a lot of this is, I do think Pittsburgh is trending down. Whether that automatically leads to a losing season next year, you cannot, it is just a fact, you cannot year after year after year after year continue to to piecemeal the quarterback position or half-ass it. Not in the AFC. You can do that in the NFC. You can take a flyer on Baker in the NFC and see if it works out. You can't do that in the AFC because you're more likely than not just continuing to fall down the rung of quarterbacks. So my taking shots at the Steelers is 100% because I don't think they're in a good spot. In the NFC,
4: NFC, Brock Purdy can get you to the Super Bowl. In the AFC, Brock Purdy probably can't get you to the Super Bowl.
0: Okay, yeah. Is that fair? I think that's 100% fair. Yeah, when Brock Purdy only has to beat Jared Goff, okay, that's that or uh, Jared Goff and and Jordan Love, okay, that's when you go ahead and piecemeal the quarterback position.
4: But if I, the 49ers move on from him and he goes to the next te- his next team to be the starter, yeah, you know that's exactly what that team's going to be selling. Well. He took the 49ers Super Bowl.
0: Well, no, I, but I but again, that's that's the perceptional wheel right. of quarterbacks, how teams always have to be selling. And in a way, I actually think that is interesting that the Steelers don't feel the need to to sell anything to their fans. Cause they're like, Well, hey, don't worry. Whatever we do at quarterback, we're gonna be 10 wins again. I wonder how many times, how many oopsies though, they get. Steelers fans are frothing at the mouth because they don't have a good enough quarterback. Steelers fans are frothing at the mouth because they win 10 games and don't do diddly squat in the playoffs. So the first time you go 7-10 and and your quarterback plan completely falls apart and George Pickens all of a sudden is becoming more of a distraction, because that's the other part about this. The farther they go without addressing their quarterback position, the longer that all these little miscreants that are on their team, winning is the miracle salve. If you don't win, those things are going to spiral out of control, as we saw in Cleveland. So I don't think they've replaced Cleveland, but like some of this is I'm feeling my oats. They're
4: they're, they're going they're going down the path. They're that the doing, Browns took know, for twenty years. They're
0: doing Cleveland things, Cleveland Browns things from two thousand one to uh, I must said nineteen ninety nine. That was not the time doesn't work that way. Two thousand one to um, twenty nineteen, they are doing things like that, and we've just seen it. But but and here's the thing. Some of this is I am feeling my oats as a Browns fan because for so long I they have not engaged in the rivalry. If well, if, they haven't had to. Well, but they have been the right like
4: they have owned the.
0: It hasn't been a rivalry. If five years ago I talked about talked mess about the Steelers on air, it would look like sour apples or sour, sour grapes. That's what I was going for. You're looking for or, sour grapes or, on that or one. sour apples too. It would look like any kind of sour fruit that makes your face scrunch up. But the point is. I would have been insincere to try and punch up at the Steelers five years ago. What's happened the last four years? The Browns have as many wins in the uh, the, uh, the AFC North. It's a banner segment for me. The AFC North, as anybody in the division, they're tied with Pittsburgh for AFC North wins. They've beaten Pittsburgh when it matters in the playoffs, and they beat them. They split the series with them this year. They have more stability at the quarterback position. I, I can't remember who's won more games in the last four years. I think it's Pittsburgh, but it's Pittsburgh by a win or two. So by all accounts, the rivalry is even. And like, yeah, Cincinnati's going to have a year here. They're going to be good, right? Or, or really good, or, or maybe the best team. I it's To me, it's not about being the best team in the AFC North, because that takes more than one year, two years, three years, four years. Would you like to know the AFC North tally? Real quick. For me, I absolutely have used Pittsburgh as a measuring stick. And right now, it appears you're either your arrows either pointing at, at worst neutral or at best up. Theirs is at best neutral and at worst pointing down. I yeah. If we've used them for twenty years as a measuring stick and all of a sudden the measuring sticks are even, you're even with that? Like why would we not look at that and point that out and celebrate that? It does because the rebuttal will be, well, tell me when you win Super Bowls. Yeah, guys, that's how you get there. You you, you catch your division rival, the team that you hated that hasn't thought about you for twenty years, and just because you haven't surpassed them yet doesn't mean it's not an accomplishment. And and the the point is, if you continue on this trajectory in four years and you continue another fifty percent going to the playoffs and you're above five hundred. Guys, you're no longer the laughing stock of the NFL. So yes, it does matter. And this idea that you can't celebrate the success because I'm not entirely sure the Browns are going to be better next year is crap. That it's it's constantly diminishing what the Browns do. And it is any success they've had is well, but they haven't done this. Oh, you mean you mean they're not oh, well, what a low bar. You mean they're not looking for a new quarterback every year. Yeah, guys, that's something to be celebrated. That is a point to be noted out here. That even though I'm not sure about Deshaun Watson, for you're... the first time in 25 years, they're not looking yes, for the next. But not oh. just that, they're they're they've cleared the bar of their disappointing year. Now is seven or eight uh, wins, which a decade ago that was your high mark, your high water mark. So like, you're even with the Steelers. I'm not saying that you're better than them, but you're at least even. The rivalry is real again. And I think the idea that we wouldn't focus on them is ridiculous I, have we forgotten what this
4: rivalry used to mean they have actually yeah because it's been 30 some years since it really was a rivalry
0: well but that's but the the interesting thing is do you know I mean how the, I know, the high
4: watermark for the browns and that nothing to discredit it but the high watermark for the browns against the Steelers was that playoff win during covid when nobody was in the stadium but see
0: that's the that's the point that pisses me off and that and Not you, but the point is, okay, what have the Browns accomplished? You got the playoff win. I don't really count that because it was in the bubble. Or it was in the – it was right. there was nobody in the stands. Uh, it happened. Yeah. It, it, it sure as hell chapped the ass of Pittsburgh fans. Well, Miles – Ben, ben Miles, Roethlisberger was crying on the bench. Yes, which – nope, not going to do it. Not, uh, not, <laughs> not going to do the low-hanging fruit. Miles Garrett wins the Defensive Player of the Year. Well, it was more of like a career award. Cool, so I can't enjoy that either? Like, tell me what I'm allowed to enjoy as a Browns fan. And I, I'm not just speaking to to Lima on this because I don't think Ly- – Lima is, is talking to a, a, a group of fans who agree. It's a bunch of people who don't want to celebrate what the Browns have done. And some of that's Deshaun. Some of that is what Deshaun was accused of doing and sued for. Some of that is we're stuck in this negative cycle where we never believe what anybody in this town does is real. And yes, there is historical evidence to suggest that the, that that it falls on its face. You can also break historical trends. And there's just such a cynicism. It's just so self-loathing. And it just drives me crazy. No, guys, they beat Pittsburgh in a playoff game. That happened. Damn the circumstances, because you didn't have your head coach. If you had lost that game and Browns fans had said, well, COVID. You didn't have your head coach. You didn't have all these guys. Would that would that sound like uh, sour grapes? Yes, it would. It would have been an excuse, because I get I damn I damn sure guarantee that if they had lost that game, they would have held it against this organization. Listen, I'll hammer the organization when need be. I'll disagree with different narratives. I think the team tries way too hard to control narratives. I have things to say about the organization. But this idea of like, oh, you're talking about Pittsburgh. It must be because you don't believe the Browns are back, or you don't believe the Browns are real. What kind of mental gymnastics is that? And it's not. I want to make it clear. I don't think that's just Anthony saying that. I think there's. I think the Cleveland media in general thinks that way. Which and this is by by the way, guys. It's not just the Cleveland media. We have held Mike Tomlin as the standard in this division for a decade or more. Do you know who wants to fire Mike Tomlin? The Pittsburgh media. And so, Steeler fans. There is a paralysis by over-analysis thing here. You don't have to be outwardly positive about everything. We don't have to knock everything Pittsburgh does. But if we talked about an organization that's throwing around a lot of dumb ideas at quarterback, yes, we should. Because if they fall, that is a huge opportunity for the Browns. If they start their cycle of incompetence at quarterback and that starts to lead to real losing guys, one, you're going to be a whoop that ass for a five year period or more Two, it makes it easier for you to win a loaded and complicated division. So I do think it's a talking point. I, I think everybody should be talking about Pittsburgh and that doesn't mean you're Cleveland radio. And again, I'm, it sounds like I keep referring back to that. I'm just trying to like set the scene and, and kind of engage on what Lima said. Cleveland is in a a better situation moving forward than Pittsburgh. They might have T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith. You actually have stability at quarterback. And if you said right now who has a better chance of being a, a franchise quarterback next year, the guy who's actually been one but was hurt last year and the year before was suspended for most of the season, or a guy with tiny baby hands who guys watch him play, he's not a good quarterback. Kenny Pickett is bad at quarterbacking. If you ask me who's going to, I would say Deshaun Watson 10 out of 10 times. And just because the recent cynicism and panic and, oh, are we going to waste $230 million? Just because that's the the resounding opinion doesn't make it true. It could easily be prison of the moment. And by this time next year, we could be talking about how Deshaun Watson led you to a playoff win. And all of a sudden our concern, well, now it is, now you have to get him another number one wide receiver. I blacked out. Anthony, welcome to the show. What you got for us?
5: Hey, guys. Um, so I think maybe just a different perspective uh, on Lima's point is, and I, and I kind of agree with you, um, but I've been a fan for over 40 years. I'm tired of watching Super Bowls with the Browns not being in it. I'm tired of anything else that doesn't have anything to do with the Browns making it to a Super Bowl or winning it. And that's just where I'm at. I I don't – so all that other stuff is cool. Like all those accolades you were saying, you know, why can't we celebrate this and that about the Browns? That's fine. But at the end, I'm just – I'm over that. I just want them to win. Wait, wait,
0: real quick because I'm just curious. Go ahead. They've they've been a competitive team for four years. How Mm -hmm. can we be over that? Like they've been to the playoffs uh, two of the the last four years. How can we have, have been, moved past enjoying that well, and embracing?
5: I'm that? I'm, I'm going to tell you how I can. Is it's because I've been a fan for over forty years, and I've been to the good and the and the terribly bad, and I'm just tired of it, man. I'm I've been loyal for for all these years, and I, I can't stomach watching another team play in the Super Bowl. I almost didn't watch the Super Bowl if I wasn't betting on it. And, uh, I almost didn't watch it this year. I it, just can't take watching another team anymore. It, it's maddening and frustrating to me.
0: Anthony, I appreciate your thoughts. I disagree with you a little bit, buddy, but I appreciate you calling in and giving us your perspective. I, I don't get it, man. What was that? What was uh, what, it? I don't understand fans and I'm not saying Anthony's doing this or Lyme is doing this. I don't understand fans. I, I fundamentally do not get. Hey, I rode or or died with you, ride or die with you through one and thirty one. And now you've got a problem? I well, you're not winning enough. Guys, it was eleven wins. Yeah, the playoffs sucked. That was one game. That doesn't outdo the eleven wins. And just enjoying that, like honestly, I think there were people who didn't enjoy the eleven wins. Oh, well, cause you know, if they're they're like Randy Quaid in friggin' Major League Two. You know they're gonna blow it. What's the point of being a damn fan? Like you live guys we live in Cleveland. We're not going to we're not going to have teams that every single year are going to win the championship. That's just the reality of living in Cleveland and living in Detroit and living in Pittsburgh and living in well okay Kansas City's a bad example, but living in Portland. Like you're not going to win the championship every year. If you can't enjoy 11 wins and a trip to the playoffs after 4 years of I don't know having a legitimate chance to go to the playoffs, what are we doing? What's the point of being a fan? If every time they have success, we go, yeah, but it's not You didn't win a playoff game. I, I just cannot wrap my head around that. It got me to a point where I want to ask this question. You guys can vote on it, at Nick Wilson says. and I Vote want, on all of Nick's polls, I'll at Nick, Nick Wilson says. all my polls, at Nick Wilson says. Um, what are you more confident about at the moment? The Browns' arrow is pointing up, or the Steelers' arrow is pointing down? And... We, we don't have the kind of the original votes on this but I'm just curious in kind of that exercise if you had to guess uh the Browns are in the playoffs next year or the Steelers are out where do you sit on that
4: Browns in playoffs Steelers are home I've I, been uh, I've been waiting for that scenario forever mm-hmm. and it hasn't played that out that way at least twice in the last four years mm-hmm. where both the Browns and the Steelers are in the playoffs uh at the same time but yeah I mean if, if that those are my options, Then yeah, my uh, my thoughts are the arrow for the Steelers is pointing down, and the most important reason why is the quarterback situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Because again, I I feel like they are the 2001 Cleveland Browns right now, where they're trying to talk them. They're they're beginning the cycle of trying to talk themselves into we don't have a problem at the position. Okay, and. I don't know necessarily that that's the approach they should take, but that's okay. You do you, Pittsburgh. That's fine.
0: Well, and and can I tell you, because I think fans, and I I think it was uh, Ryan on Twitter in the break uh, that said, just because the Browns have a more stable quarterback situation than Pittsburgh does not mean we have a a stable quarterback situation. Uh, We both know Watson is a major question mark, and we're uh, very close to being the same boat as Pittsburgh. Um, well, not really, because you can't replace Deshaun Watson and can't cut him for another three years. So you're going to keep going at this with Deshaun. So you might as well ba- you might as well give yourself a good backup quarterback as protection.
4: Well, I'll say this: the Browns did a hell of a lot better job patching their quarterback problem last season than Pittsburgh did. I well, yeah, a guy I, off
0: the street did better than either one of their quarterbacks and, did last and al- year, and
4: also the guy off the street. And I realize this is really a reflection of just how bad quarterback play in Cleveland has been for the last half century. But the guy off the street was setting franchise records. Well, but I <laughs> and, and like I. Mean,
0: but I, I think listen, it, if there if there are Yinzer fans out there saying I'm confident because we've won in spite of the quarterback, right? I can say the same thing. So I, I and by the way, you were pretty competitive with Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. who couldn't beat out Sam Howell in Washington this year, and a guy who had previously been replaced as Indy's quarterback. You won seven games there. The year before, with a one-armed Baker Mayfield, and I think it was one game in Nick Mullins. I can't remember. I can't get my quarterback straight. But the point is, you won eight games there. Like, I, I think this idea of... I, I think you can say Deshaun is a question mark because of the health. And, and if you... Listen, I'll even give it to you. You want to say he's a question mark because... Uh, you don't think he's going to be good again? Fine, that's fine. That's a fair thing to say. I disagree with you uh, right now. My my preoccupation after, the, as well as I thought he played this year, my preoccupation is let's let's boost the scheme, boost the town around him, and let's go ahead and make sure we can keep this guy healthy. Health scares me a lot more than just he's lost his fastball or something like that. Although in case with the shoulder injury, he could have lost his fastball. That being said, um, the Browns prove to you that they can rally around a good backup. And I think culturally, you're where you need to be going forward. So Deshaun's health might stop you from winning a Super Bowl next year, but there's no reason to think, hey, if we get into a spot where he has to miss half the season, we can't bring in the right backup, and all of a sudden that backup at least keeps us competitive. Because good organizations do that. Guys, Chad Henney took over for Pat Mahomes for a small stretch. Kansas City was able to win. While we've mentioned the Nick Foles for Carson Wentz thing, ad nauseum, Every year there are backup quarterbacks in good situations. Brock Purdy took over for Jimmy Garoppolo. Different scenario because Brock became the starting quarterback there. But you can win with your backup quarterback. And so the idea that Deshaun is the end-all, be-all. No, like, guys, they're not going to win a Super Bowl unless Deshaun is healthy. And Deshaun plays at that level. And that is a bigger question that continues to evade a, a specific answer. I understand the, the the anxiety there. But if you told me next year, hey, I'm not sure how many games uh, Deshaun is going to play. You're going to win at least 11 games. You're going to be back in the playoffs next year. That's a success. Even though you don't have the ultimate, this, this moving, that's what it is. It's a moving goalpost on defining success. Well, now it is you got to win and you got to win with the Sean and you got to win a playoff game. I'm all for let's move the bar forward here. But we, we did that about two seconds after you lost the Texans game. It feels like that's more out of spite and and, and fury out of what the, the Browns didn't do this year than what is realistic for next year. Uh, Doc in Alaska saying, Sadly, I'm not confident about the Browns at all. Uh, in, in two seasons, Deshaun has uh, shown... N- uh, shown to be nothing more than a bottom 3 starting quarterback in the NFL. I disagree with your assessment. I I don't think he has been a top 3 quarterback or a top 5 quarterback. I think people are conflating the last 2 years. Yeah. I thought he was a much better quarterback this year. And yeah. and that's where I can't get into the doomsday prophecy right. crap.
4: The Tennessee game he was brilliant. Uh the second half in Baltimore leading that comeback, he was brilliant despite being injured.
0: Yeah. We have the seen the Arizona game. Let's give him credit. Arizona sucked. He right. was great against Arizona. B-
4: we have seen flashes of brilliance from him. It just hasn't been consistent. So yeah. to, act, to act like that it's just been a complete train wreck and disaster is not fair and, nor
0: accurate. And that's where I think our cynicism gets the best of us. Like, And, again, I don't want to make it all about my guy Doc. Doc is my ride or die. I want to make sure that's clear. But, like, the, the whole cynicism, it, and it really comes down to every question about Deshaun, every conversation is, has he lived up to the contract of the trade yet? Well guys, that is that is one of one. That is one way if the only way to determine the success of the Browns or the success of that uh, of of your season is did Deshaun validate that trade? After 2 years I'm just not playing that game cuz they they this season was success. The 11 wins and 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 I know it wasn't the way you wanted it to. Guys, if if the NFL playoff seeding wasn't stupid, you probably would have a playoff win because the browns just didn't show up on the road. I don't know what that was about. Starts with a defense big problem. That's a bigger problem to me than uh let's doomsday the hell out of this this quarterback situation. 2164740092. When we talk about the the Browns and Steelers, are you more confident that the Browns arrow is pointing up or that the Steelers arrow is pointing down about 60 votes in right now. 66% of people saying that the uh the Browns arrow is uh pointing up. And I'm going to to go back on this. I'm so glad I don't need to look at any of these quarterbacks this year. You have a general take on this? I was going to tell you right now, guys. I I uh, none of these veterans make me feel great. Like if this was the old Browns and we ha- we were going through our quarterback rummy on any given year, and we're picking up one from the disposal pile. I I I think Justin Fields can like be a really good quarterback. I think if you build an offense like you had with uh uh, Lamar in Baltimore, and then build it up over a couple years, I think he can be really good. It's an, an I think. It's an I don't know. You'd be doing what you did with Charlie Fry, Jake
4: DeLome, Colt McCoy, where you're just talking yourself into one of these guys
0: can be a solution. See, the Fields thing I don't think is – okay, it is, but I think it has the best chance of working out. I understand, the, but I'm, but you'd still have to talk yourself into – Justin Fields being your solution. But like, well okay, I do think teams do this all the time. This is where you and I agree. But like, I'm I'm even more concerned about the draft. Like, I think people are looking like Chicago's in the best situation. You either choose a guy who hasn't helped you win enough the last 3 years, who might end up being the better player of the two, or you've got a kid with elite arm talent. That is undersized and might have some real maturity problems, which is not how you go from having the first pick to having, you know, to being in the Super Bowl or being in the playoffs, the division around like CJ Stroud this last year. Well,
4: Peter King in his retirement column this morning dropped a little bombshell in there that he feels like the Bears are going to trade the first pick in the draft. How about with your feelings on the quarterback class being what they are? How ridiculous would it be for the team that would actually trade up? I just, I actually think, here's here because he had said. Think, think about that to to give up the yeah. assets required. Yep. To move up to one number spot. one. So Washington w- said so, his so thing. So that you can draft the guy that <sighs> not a lot
0: of people want. Like it's not a like bedroom Daryl coming back. I think we got to get the careless whisperer back. <sighs> no, <if> that <laughs> was that a you. So the Peter thing was so interesting because he said trade from one to two. Get next year's first rounder from Washington, trade from two to eight and pick up next year's first and second from Atlanta. And I was like, at what point did the picks not matter? Like at what point like this this it's pick pornography in the NFL. Like I saw some Yeah, but this is what the
4: Browns did what during their one and thirty-three, four and forty-four. And it didn't
0: like, really work. Inevitably it worked when you got uh Baker Mayfield and Miles Garrett. Yeah. But in terms of all the other picks, how many picks did they blow last year? Last year. Sorry. Uh, How many wide receivers did they take in 2017 where none of them ended up being any good? Yeah. Seth DeValve, anyone? Uh, Oh, who's the kid from? Is it Jordan Payton, the kid out of UCLA? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, you know who was taken in the fifth round? This was after three of the four wide receivers you would take and were off the board Tyreek Hill. Great job there, guys. Wonderful analysis. But no, like Adam Rank suggested... The Panthers should trade Derek Brown for a pick this year. And I'm like, what is this cycle of stupidity where you've got a high-level player and you're going to trade him for the right to take somebody who hopefully three years down the road is a high-level player? How do you not see that that proposition loses? Why? Because you don't want to pay him? Stop being cheap. It's not that damn hard. How powerful
2: is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix,